You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed, episode 45, Karen Berger, Don Kiki Cigar. Karen, how are you? Hi, how are you, Ray? I'm doing well. Thank you for, for joining me today. I know you're a very no, busy thank person. You for, no, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, we haven't had the pleasure of speaking in person, so I thought I'd take advantage of this uh, virtual digital age that we're in and get you on an Instagram Live to kind of remedy that. Yes, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. Thank you again for the invitation, Ray. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, um, I work for Tobacco Business Magazine, so I know that you came up in our um, um, awards last year um, yes. for the, in the in the Woman of the Year category. So ever since yes. then, I've been wanting to uh, speak to you and do a story on you. So I thought this would be a good precursor to maybe a bigger story that we can do in tobacco business to, to kind of get to know you and what all do you have going on. Yes, I feel, I felt really, really glad and really proud to be part of uh, that part of nomination means a lot to me and also means also be, um, have this nomination between uh, these uh, beautiful ladies of the list who has a, a lot of experience and also knowledge. Uh, yeah, so um, what I like to do with these is I, I like to get a little bit of background information on you, and then I like to talk about your business and everything that you do there and um, give people a chance to ask questions if they have any questions to ask you. Of course, of course. So kind of, um, I guess we should start at the beginning, kind of let us know how did you get into the cigar industry and get involved with tobacco? Okay. Um, well, I started in the business uh, when I was 18. I started working in a cigar factory in Nicaragua, in Esteli, Nicaragua. At that time, I was also studying my career as a business administration. So um, I don't have enough money to cover my expenses, so I decided to go to work at a factory. So as all the beginning workers, so we had some kind of process. At first, we start like a, for 15 or 20 days, practice, learning all the the process. So I was in the production area, rolling tobacco. In Nicaragua, we work in a couple. Usually, um, men are bunching the cigar, women and rolling the cigar. So I started rolling the cigar in the production area. So I was around 18 years old. Um, I was uh, there around more than one year working. Um, at that time, also, I met the owner of the factory, which is uh, my husband who passed away, Mr. Santiki Berger. And we met, uh, we fell in love, and we married. So at that time, I, more, I was being more involved and all the process as uh, the packing area, uh, administration area, uh, pre-industria, and also uh, something about the growing tobacco too, because we have the factory and the farm in the same place. So we have a, a small company, but we have a process. 
from the tea to your hands. So you, you talked about rolling cigars, which I've uh, I definitely have tried it once. It's not my thing, so I know it's a, it's a challenging. It's not an easy thing as a, people may think it's um, it is. So, you know, what was it like specifically kind of working in the factory area? Because like, um, I know that factories are, are kind of where everything begins and the whole heart of the industry. So what, what was it like to kind of get your start in the industry there rather than, you know, in retail or in some other part of the business? Yes. Uh, when I start to work in the factory, it's not easy. Uh, you can see uh, people rolling cigar and you could think that it's an easy part, but no. But we had with a lot of with a lot of uh, quality control because we are using the wrapper and the wrapper is very uh, it's a material can be damaged with whatever things. So um, that's the most difficult part for me. But then when I start experience uh, help a lot, you know, when you are working and you love what you do and also you put all the interest and the thing that you are doing is amazing and when you love what you do, then it's more easy to do that. But it has not been easy also when then I was working in the factory and also having and having in control all the different process of the, the, the hat, a factory, the production and everything. So every operation has uh, some kind of difficult part. Um, now I am more involved in the factory, blending my, my cigars, that this is the part that I love a lot, to having the capacity to create something uh, by myself, uh, to bring all my people, all my cigar family. That's the, the most important part for me. And when you're starting to work on a blend. I mean, where do you start? Do you look at the different tobaccos you want to work with? Do you kind of go for a certain flavor profile? Like how do you start that process? Yes, uh, when I am looking for create a new blend, um, it's a some difficult part, you know? We have, um, I carry two different blends, two different brands, I'm sorry. I carry Don Kitty Cigar, and also K by Karen Berger. Karen Berger comes in three different wrappers, Connecticut, Havana, and Maduro. And in Don Quixote Cigar, we have also eight different blends. Uh, we work with Havana, we work uh, with uh, Arapiraca Brazil, as well with Connecticut. So when you start to thinking about uh, create a new blend, it's also not, it's not only thinking about what is my, my, my what is the thing that I like? It's also thinking uh, as a as a I am owner of cigar store, so I had experience uh, in the retail area as well as hostel area. So I am looking for uh, acting or looking for what people, what my my customer ask me for do something new, uh, what they like it. So based in the what they like it and also base and the create something different that I have. So that's the idea when I propose or when I intend to create a new blend, make something different, different that I don't have in the, in the market right now. And also something different that people are asking. Now, I know you probably get this question a lot, but you know, the cigar industry is so male, you know, oriented 
everything is kind of geared towards the men in the industry. But it's great that in the last couple of years, we've seen women really take their place in the industry and come out from behind the scenes because you speak to anybody in the industry and they always tell you that women have been involved in the cigar industry since the beginning. Um, and now, you know, I think more people are recognizing their contributions to the industry. So can you just talk a little bit about, you know, the, the women in the industry and what we don't all get to see? Um, because I know, like I said, different media portray the industry as just being all about men, but we know that that's not the case. Yes, uh, you're right. But if we back uh, to the history, we see that for many, many years ago, women has been uh, playing an important uh, part in the cigar industry. Uh, as you know, and the cigar factory, I can say between 75 or 70% of people working are women. So women, we have a lot of power in the cigar industry, even that we are not the face of the company but or manufacturer, um, but we are working uh, before. So I think that right now we are breaking some kind of stereotype. stereotype. And right now, uh, women are more involved as a manufacturer, as a smoker, and supporting this industry with a lot of knowledge because you have the knowledge. So we are more educated in, in everything about uh, the cigar industry. So I think that we are doing a, a great progress. That's an industry dominated really well by men. But today we are doing so the difference. I am really glad for all the support that I am, I am having for many group of women of the smokers. And I am really like also support a different women who are manufacturer who has keep, uh, her own brand. brand. So I like to support uh, um, other women. And I'm sorry for my bad English. No, it's great, you're fine. I I I live in Miami. Uh, I am living between Miami, years ago between Miami and Nicaragua. And I went to Miami Bay College in Miami, but the only thing that I learned was Cuban instead English. You know what? I went to the University of Miami for a year, and I think I was the only person there who didn't speak Spanish. So I I got to see both sides of it because I remember we had a um, teacher come in. You know, I took Spanish class and I was trying to learn Spanish and I just couldn't get it. It wasn't, it was going over my head. And I remember the teacher's boss came in one time and she was going around and she was speaking Spanish to the boss. And she was like, you know, this is, you know, this is, these are my students, you know, this person does this. And she got to me and she said, this is Antoine. He's a great guy, doesn't know Spanish. And the, and the instructor just was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I understood. I just can't like communicate back. So I understand. <laughs> I understand what it's like sometimes, kind of having that language barrier. But it's I, I'm understanding you just great. So yeah, no worries uh, on that. Yes, and um, for me, at the end of the day, the cigar industry breaks all the boundaries. You know, doesn't matter who language do you speak or how do you speak. At the end of the day, I can say many. A great things about my cigar at the end of the day is your word, is your palate that decides 
if it is a good cigar or no. I say personally that the cigar speaks by itself. Yeah, and that's a you know, that's a good point. And I know you talked about like how you have those two brands that you're that you're working with. So when it came to, to create the K by Karen brand, I mean, how was that? How did you create that brand? Because I know that that's that has like your face on it. This has your name on it. So I know that that must have felt special to you know put yourself into that cigar and that blend. So what was that process like of bringing that to life? Um. My husband will be, uh, was in September of this year, this year he passed away. So when he passed away, my idea always was to carry with his legacy alive, working with his brand. So he has four original blends of Don Quixote Cigar, and I, I create two new blends in Don Quixote Cigar, which was uh, Don Quixote Platinum. We were in the top 18. In the, 20, in the top 25, number 18 in the best cigar of the year, Cigar Journal. Wow. And also, uh, I worked in the Don Kiki Gold label, which was the last blend that made Don Kiki. So that's, at the first time, that's my first idea, keeping his legacy, promoting his brand, and do everything uh, to maintain his name alive. But then I hear, um, I listen to many advice of friends, and of the industry and they told me why you don't create your own brand so i was thinking and thinking so i decided okay so when that was when i created my k by karen berger but also with the idea they keep uh also his name alive see if you see the box the k that come here is coming also in all labels of Don Kiki. So I decided to, to put the same crown over here. And the K belongs to my name and also belongs to my Kiki, belongs to Kiki name. So the idea is also create a new blend, but also having his name, having his presence in my new blend. Uh, was, uh, I start in 2006, I introduced my two, my two blends in the IPCPR, which was uh, the K by Schadenberger Havana and the Maduro. Uh, they are uh, uh, both, I use for both a, a Ecuadorian wrapper, but all the filler and binder come from my farm, from Nicaragua. Uh, I put a lot, of, a lot of love, a lot of passion uh, in creating that, that kind of blend, because as I said before, to have something different than the other brands or the other blends that I carry. Uh, this is a different uh, different sizes that I am using, different formatos. I use a, or in all my cases, I use the, the, the box press. I like box press. So, Thanks God, we have a really good rating in all those cigars, 91, 90, 92, a smoke magazine. I am really proud of that. Um, but that, that was the first idea. Uh, the design was created by Manny Iriarte, who worked with the Franco's family. So a lot of things that describe me in the, in the label of the cigar um, is three words that had the, the label. Uh, the three words are passion, loyalty, and courage. 
so that defined myself because I had a, a person who worked a lot. But also, I like to do it because for me, it's a passion to be here, to have a, a, some kind of presence as a woman in, that, in, in this industry. So, you know, I remember when we were doing the awards for tobacco business and your name came up, you know, so many people, including um, Janine Perdomo, who ended up winning that category, you know, they had so many nice things to say about you. They, I remember Janine was saying that, you know, you had such an interesting story that you've been through so much and yet you came through it, you know, even better and stronger. So could you tell us about, like, for you, like, what's been the most challenging part, like, experience that you've had to go through and how did you get past that that trouble or that experience okay has been really difficult for me as i said before thank you for everybody who is connecting right now to the live as i said before we are a small company but we have a vertical process we growing we own tobacco i have the factory the farm and also our retail store so retail store is some part of the job that I have a lot of knowledge as well in the production area in the factory. But something new that I learned when my husband passed away, he was the face of the company. So when he passed, that's the time that I was, uh, I had to be the face of the company, having um, uh, having all, all these uh, responsibilities in my bag. So, one of the most difficult things for me at that time was uh, to grow in tobacco. That my first experience was in 2016, my first crop. Oh my God. So I was uh, really, really nervous. And also that part, I don't have, I didn't have any experience about growing tobacco, nothing like that. I had people who were with me uh, for a long time ago but also the other all the economic responsibility was by myself only by myself so for me that part was uh, i feel a lot, a lot of pressure in that part but we did it so i made my first crop with any loan by myself with my own money it's a lot of sacrifice and we decided to go in um, some kind of tea at that time so we were working, we are thinking in that time to make uh, a lot of production. Uh, but then I didn't think that at that age, we don't use the seed that we're growing. So I didn't have any any blend that used the, the, the tobacco, the tobacco seed that I was uh, growing at that time. So, well, we had a really good production. We had a really good uh, a really good crop, uh, but then I have a lot of tobacco, and I don't want to do what all this amount of tobacco. So I say, what? What I now? I have the tobacco. What? What is the next step? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we keep we keep about a lot of bisolijero for our production for for us, but also I start to sell in the tobacco. Uh, the, the raw tobacco to Dominican Republic that helped me a lot. So, uh, 
was really was was really difficult at that time, you know, because uh, I can say I don't I I I I did uh I did I did bad, really bad and I don't I did well I did really well so I look for other other ways to to recuperate my money and also work and keeping with all the, the abilities that the factory have. Uh, that for me that was the most difficult experience so being uh, or have all the process at factory farm is really hard so when you have a really good team working with you and also asking for some advice I say that I am very humble person and I don't know too many things so I like to learn every day, and this industry we have a lot of variety, a lot of knowledge, a lot of different techniques. So I am open every day to to learn something new. So, and about my little mistake or big mistake, I am learning a lot of everything. So, so what's the last new thing that you learned recently? Just to go off that question. Yes. Um, well, in the blending process, so also the, that part, as I said before, I was really new in that part. Now I am more involved since 2016, but was really difficult to learn the different characteristics of the different tobacco leaves. So that was amazing experience to have uh, the, the capacity to to right now to to know every every one of my blend and have the even that with my close eyes uh, or a different uh, have the possibility to different the different blends that i have to learn about the different about the leaves and all the stuff so it is amazing. So tell us a little bit more about your store because I know that's a big part of your, your business as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, we are located in Daytona Beach. So we are uh, 7,000 square feet. It's a walking humidor and I carry and support a lot of premium and boutique cigars. But I can say that 50% of the cigars that we carry here in the store don't keep your cigar suppressor or boutique cigars. I like to support um, every, every person uh, who is in the same condition as me, a small company that we are no, uh, knocking doors. So I'm, it's, I, I feel that I am in the same place. I, I want to everybody uh, give me the opportunity that carry my product. So that made me happy. If I can help to, to people, I do that. I do that. Uh, we have in the second floor a lounge. We had a book table, and we had a really nice view of the ocean because we are in front of the ocean. And you said, where is your store at? Daytona Beach. Okay, that's um, awesome. So, so where do you feel most alive? In the factory or the store or the tobacco field? Um, Everything in Nicaragua, my factory and the tobacco field is located in the same place. And also my house is there. 
So I had the opportunity to be there, to wake up in the morning and also can see the tobacco field from my house because I live on the mountain. So from the mountain, I can see the, the tobacco leaf, the tobacco field. And I enjoy a lot to be in the factory, to be in the farm, to be in the tobacco field. That's the, that's the most beautiful part that I enjoy a lot. Uh, see that house growing the tobacco, it is amazing. And you talked about working with uh, Manny on the artwork for your box and stuff. So talk a little bit about working with other people in the industry. Because I don't think when people talk about the cigar industry, they never understand how much collaboration and working with different brands and brand owners goes on. So just kind of tell us about working with some of the other um, like you said, boutique people in the industry and the different uh, families, the, you mentioned the Puentes, um, you know, the Perdomos. Just talk about just what goes on behind the scenes because we're all kind of interested in, in what we don't get to see all the time. Yes, I think that oh, we are a cigar family. So even that I carry or I have uh, some kind of collaboration with premium or boutique cigar, we are a cigar family. I think that I see that support, that we have support between each other. Uh, I, as you say, I have Perdomo, I have Gabby Cathy here in the store, amazing cigar from Honduras. So for me, it's not a competition. For me, it's a, it's a teamwork. So the, the cigar industry is, is, is really big. Um, there are different customers, there are different products. So everybody has the opportunity to have to his, uh, his own brand, you know? And I, because for me, we, we have a lot of variety. So I think that uh, in the collaboration area, um, I don't have, I receive a lot of support of many, uh, of many persons in the CI industry. I have the support of amazing people as Jonathan Drew from USA, um, which is my really good friend, and also work with Manny with all the knowledge, and I feel really proud because I know it is a kind of person who has a lot of recognition in this, this in this industry because, as you say, has been working for a long time with the Fuentes family, which is an amazing cigar that also I carry here in my store, and also I am really uh, I follow to Miss Liana Fuente as well Miss Cynthia Fuente. For me, the uh, both ladies are a big, really example to to follow as well Miss Janine Perdomo, who I I was really glad that she won. She won because she is amazing supporting uh, his husband brand and of all the work that she has. She deserves. <laughs> so, you know, this year has been a challenge for everybody, um, and it's caused a lot of us to have to do business and do what we do in a completely different way to get over this pandemic. So how has the pandemic kind of changed your business or, or how you approach business? Well, I think that has been, uh, the COVID situation has been some kind of, uh, and really positive things uh, for me, even though we had a really bad time because 
the store was were closed for almost two months. Wow. Um, yes. Uh, in that two months, uh, we opened a new way to survive in this pandemic situation. So we create a website where, that we don't have it before. And right now it's working and also help allow between the retail store and also website. And, and also another positive thing is that as a family, I have, I have more time to enjoy with my family. I am um, Schellenberger, first is a mother and is a mother and also is a woman that is really glad to be part of this cigar industry. Um, another thing is that we have also really bad time in Nicaragua. So for all these deep things, uh, air force closed flights, delayed flights and everything, uh, we lose a lot of opportunity to bring our, our merchandise or cigars to here in the United States as well to send to another country. Uh, Karen Berger not only has his own brand and also I work for other private labels. I make a private label from Europe, Europe and Germany, Switzerland. So that, uh, that kind of situation affects us a lot. But thank God we survived. I think that the industry has been affected uh, in, with another thing. Uh, we are strong. So right now, all the, the situation has change uh, very dramatically because we are doing um, better. So I don't know, maybe because people stay more in home, they, they are smoking more. So we are, we, we are self increased in the part of the, that's in my retail area, in my hotel area. So thanks to God, we are open more accounts. So I am really happy with that. Even that were really bad months, but uh, there are, I don't know if I say in the correct way, before rain, uh, the sun appears. So we are doing great since that. I always like to ask people like you who have had so much success, um, especially in business, you know, what have you learned about yourself since you kind of gone, gone into business um, for yourself, because you could have easily have found a job working for somebody else. But the fact that you've chosen, you know, to create a business to support yourself, what have you learned about yourself in this process? I think that um, everybody who has a dream has the power to do it. Nothing comes easily. Everything that you want to have, you need to work a lot. So I learned that I am a strong woman and also that I can do whatever I, I, I want to do. It took a lot of time. And also in this a lot of time, I can do a lot of mistakes. But for every mistake that I did, I learned. So, and also for every door that is closed for me, I know that I want door is open for me. So thanks God, uh, I had a lot of faith. Uh, and I know that every person has the possibility, it's not easy, but has the possibility to reach the dream. 
I didn't reach my dream. I am working for my dream. I have the, I have I know that I have the power. I know I have the knowledge and I know that I acquire more knowledge and with all the support and also with all the love that people give it to me and for every comment that I receive give me more strength to keep doing that I was doing. You know, what's your advice for other women who want to come into this industry? Because I know that some of them feel a little bit intimidated, like we talked about earlier, because they see so many men dominating this industry. So what's your advice to the women who want to be part of this industry in a more, you know, predominant way? Um, my advice is that we need, um, we need to educate. I think that women, we need to educate to not to show that men that we have the knowledge or the capacity to be in, the, in this industry. Uh, I say that it's more uh, because we need to prove all stuff that we can do it and be more strong and be more and have more security about all stuff that we can do it. So I recommend that every woman that has to be part of the this industry is not easy because we have, as I said before, uh, uh, there are a, a, a stigma that that we don't know or we don't have the knowledge. Even when I have here in my store, I give you some example. Um, for some reason, I am in the register and some new customer coming to my store and I ask me, hi, how are you? How can I help you? And they look at me, what do you know about cigar? Right. So, <laughs> uh, so we need to change that. So I recommend education. Even for me, I am trying to learn every day something new. So with more education, we, we can really prove of be part of the cigar industry. And not to show, only uh, to be capacity to be here with knowledge and more power. Yeah, and you talk about education. I mean, that's such an important part of the cigar industry and moving it forward, you know. Um, what are some of the things that people, just the basic cigar smoker, should, you know, strive to learn about, about this industry and about cigars in particular? One important thing for me is to have a better respect of every consumer or every person who smokes cigar. So part of the education as a smoker, I am not talking about as a manufacturer. So I am talking about the smoker. Every person has to know to create one cigar is more than 2,200 people working in that cigar. There are different blends, different tastes, different palates. I would like to everybody, people know that we need to respect. If you try one cigar and you don't like it, doesn't mean that that cigar is bad. Doesn't mean that that cigar is not for you. For um, before to speak, we need to learn the every process that has a, a cigar for being in your hand. We are talking about years since it, since the sea is in the field until you have your cigar. It's a lot of work. Is a lot of sacrifice. I would like to people educate and know the different process uh, that we have to give you a one cigar that since that the tobacco is in the field, all the process of the aging of the raw material, 
and then all the aging when the tobacco is finished and all the work that we do first is the respect for, for the thing that you are smoking. I would like to everybody know one part of the education is also know that uh, there are cigars for different palate, there are different blends and cigars also uh, depend of the origin of cigars has different characteristics. Dominican Republic, the taste of the cigar is really different than Nicaraguan cigar. We are a volcanic soil. All cigar is very different the taste as a Cuban cigar, which are really good too. So uh, people need to know uh, or learn a little more about the different uh, characteristics of every tobacco depending on the, the origin of the tobacco. As a manufacturer, everything uh, as well, everything for me that I, uh, I learn every day, every day is the, the different techniques. Um, for example, a, um, in create some kind of uh, um, a, um, the way that we work different countries. So sometimes it's more easy than the way that we work in Nicaragua. Uh, using uh, different things to improve uh, improve uh, improve the things when we are talking about the production area using some kind of machine that they tell you how much uh, the way the cigar it is uh, and I don't know exactly how to say the name of the machine right now in English but there are many things to learn and also in the in the in the field growing tobacco there are new different techniques also I am old fashioned. I am use uh, uh, the, uh, use the, the old technique, but also I, I am open to learn the new technique to, to grind tobacco. Another question that a lot of people usually have is, you know, what's the difference between, say, Nicaraguan tobacco and Dominican grown tobacco? Is there a certain characteristic or attribute that's different between the two tobaccos? Uh, for me, I had the possibility, or I had, uh, I am blessed because I had the opportunity to try different cigars because I carry here in my store. To, me, to my palate, um, the difference, one of the difference between Nicaraguan and Dominican, Nicaragua usually has a, has a, a taste a little bitter than Nicaragua. Nicaragua has more earthiness taste because I, we are talking before that is a volcanic soil. So for me, um, all the pain of your experience that you have the possibility to to know uh, or to taste that kind of difference between both cigars that are really good in both sides. I love Dominican, I love Fuentes, I love Fuentes, Villager, I love Romeo Julieta from Dominican, but yes. You know, when you think about your brand, you know, where do you want to take it from here? Do you want more cigar lines to add to your brand? Or do you want to expand your store? Like, what do you, what's next for you you and your business? We are working in different projects. Um, this year was very tough for everybody. So we have, we lost the opportunity to go to many different places to to make the representation of our new project. 
But yes, uh, Karen Berger uh, has been working for years in two different blends that maybe it's not once I want to uh, present uh, next year. So it's an amazing project that I have in hand. Also, um, two different blends, one in K by Karen Berger and also one in Don't Put It Cigar. And also keep working, promotion on my brand. This is uh, traveling around the world, traveling around the United States and preaching and also telling people that here we are. That's awesome. You know, I'm, just for people who are interested in business in general, maybe it's not cigars, but you know, for people who just want to start their own business, I mean, what's your advice to just anybody to how to get started on, on that dream of, I guess, independence and not having to work for somebody else? It's really hard, you know. I am not from this country. I am an American citizen right now, but I am really thankful for this country that has been opened the door for me. But uh, starting a new business is, is something that you can have some kind of problems, but also is not impossible. Uh, I have been working along with my team, but not with any partner. So everything that I we are doing has been very difficult, but having a good team and also asking for some advice, you know, because nobody knows many things. So the idea is uh, for me is I always asking for, for help, for advice, because that's, I have many things that I know, but recently I, I got annualized from Ohio uh, I didn't know that we we had to have uh, to get a, a license to to have the uh, the opportunity to to sell for cigar over there. So now we get our license. It's a new thing. It's a new challenge. But if you're looking for some help, for sure, it's not easy, but also not impossible. Uh, not not only for looking at to open a, a new business in the cigar industry for all the, the business that you want to open. Um, I think that we are in a, in a country where we have a lot of um, a lot of possibilities and yes, everybody can do it. I think that's awesome. I know we have a few minutes left, but I know you, I would love for you to talk about your husband some, so for us who, who didn't have the chance to meet him or know him, you know, what kind of person was he and what did you learn from him? Okay. Um, Don Kiki Berger was an amazing and wonderful person. If you have uh, the possibility to ask to anybody in the cigar industry who had the opportunity to meet him, they won't tell you that he was a friendly person. He wants to support everybody. He wants to help everybody. He was a big guy because he has a big heart. And oh my, he was my my professor. He teach me. He taught me a lot of things. So that's why I keeping his name alive. Um, he started in the business in the 90s in Nicaragua with his own factory. 
he was working at the beginning with private label, and, and then he decided to create his own brand, Sonkiki. It's a person for me that that nobody can forget him. And that's the person because I am working and will be working until my last day to keep his name alive. Because he deserves this and more. And how does it feel after all these years to, I know you're working on uh, saving his legacy, but also you have a legacy of your own. So how does it feel after all these years to have so many people in the industry look up to you and recognize you just for your work and your contributions to the industry? Um, working in my legacy, for me, the few things that I was thinking is uh, give some kind of example to my kids. I had one boy and two daughters. So at the beginning, the, the first thing that I was going to my mind as they know all the passion and all the work that Karen Berger has and all the strength that I have to keep fighting or to be in some kind of business that is uh, government or uh, by mouth. So if we are breaking a stereotype. So I want people know uh, they, they remember me first because I create with a lot of passion, with a, with a lot of passion, one brand, to be enjoyed not only for women, to be enjoyed to everybody. Uh, and second, and I work with a, 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 lot of, a lot of passion to be here and with a lot of work. So as a woman, uh, I think that uh, we can do it. We can be here, and I want to, to people remember me. I'll keep a legacy for a some person that worked with a lot of passion and with a lot of love for this industry. Because the first thing that you need to know, of course, is that that part, that industry gives us some kind of profit, but also a lot of work. Definitely. <laughs> so you need to work a lot. Yes. Wow. You know, I feel like. I've learned so much, you know, from just one conversation with you, just learning about how you balance the passion and the legacies and just how you move forward. So it's been so great to, to speak to you today. Cause like I said, we haven't had the chance to speak in, in, in person, but uh, I think I've, I've learned a lot from you today. So, you know, if you had like one, if you want, if you have one last message to leave for people to learn more about you, uh, what would you want people to know about you and, and about your cigar brands that you do? Okay, first, I wanna thank you again, Mike, for giving me the opportunity and thank you for being working with Tobacco Magazine that also is a, a lot of support for all for Boutique Cigar. Thank you so much for being thank part you. of that. All, all the rewards, all the things, all the uh, people know about us, of course, because also the help that all the magazines give us. So I am really thankful with the tobacco magazine with you. And I want to people know that if you have the opportunity, I would like to people to try my cigars. And 
uh, has a little more about me. It's not only a face, it's not a person who works a lot. Uh, it's a company, and a small company, a small, again, that we make, uh, we have a vertical process. So since we're growing the sea, uh, the tobacco is in the leaf, uh, we have the factory, we have the farm. Um, I want to people know that all the plants that we have are created in base to quality, not quantity. So we are also working in a small batch to maintain the quality in our cigars that for me uh, has a lot of, uh, has a lot of, it is amazing cigar for me. So I want also everybody um say that, give me the opportunity to try my cigar and thank you. If you know support my brand, thank you for support the cigar industry. Thank you for keep smoking. Thank you for support everybody in this and keep smoking. Yeah, and just for those people who came in later, just tell us, you know, you have a few minutes, the, the main difference between um, your two cigar brands that you have. Because I know somebody asked what was the big difference between the two that you, or the different cigar brands that you offer. Yes. Um, here I have the sample pack. So I said before, in the K9, we have three different blends. We have the Connecticut, which is a light cigar. We have the Havana, medium body cigar, and the Maduro. In the line of Don Kiki, we have the original blend, green, white, brown, and also <laughs> red label, which uh, we are using Havana, Sumatra wrapper, Connecticut wrapper, and the original blend. Amazing cigar in the line of Don Kiki. As well, we have the platinum that we got a really good rating and the gold label. The label is my full body cigar. It is amazing. It's also Arapiraca from Brazil. We got 90, I think, no, 91, 91, 91. So race uh, means something, but at the end of the day, the best reward is when everybody has the opportunity to try my cigar and say, Karen, I like your cigar. You are doing good. That's the most amazing thing. Um, since in our last minute or two here, um, tell us about our, your social media. What should people be following so they can keep up with you? And um, what are the different Instagram pages that we need to follow to keep up with your brands? We have two pages, uh, three pages on Instagram. So we have Don Kiki Cigar Superstore. Uh, we have uh, K by Karen Berger, and we have Karen Berger. And Facebook page, we have uh, Don Kiki Cigar Superstore as a Facebook page, K by Karen Berger, and also Karen Berger. Uh, Twitter, we have Don Kiki Cigar Superstore, and I have the control of all my social media. I am the person in charge to, to work in the social media. I personally respond all the comments and also all the DMs that I receive. Um, as well, we can find our products uh, in the store, the City Cigar Superstore, store, Daytona Beach, and in our website, www.dontcitycigar.com. Awesome. Well, like I said, I would like to thank you for coming on today and telling us about your story and your cigar brands. I learned a lot, and I hope the people who tuned in live and who will watch this in replay um, learned a lot about you as well. No, thank you for inviting me. Um, 
Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for the old person that enjoyed with us of this live and also know a little about my, a little more more about me and also about my company. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Like I said, I look forward to our next encounter whenever that is maybe in person, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully sooner rather than later. But I'm sure after coronavirus gets under control, um, I'll be out there a little bit more and look forward to kind of stopping by and seeing your store you, and seeing you in person. You are more than welcome to visit us here in Daytona Beach as well in Nicaragua, the factory. I opened my house. You are more than welcome. That'd be awesome. Well, thank you so much and hope you have a great day. And um, like I said, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Thank you.